0: Let's be blunt. Dating sucks. So you've got two options. Give up or get dinner. Maybe have some company join you. Ask her along. Ask him along. Could be fun and it will most certainly lift your spirits. Time to find out how easy it really is on the Dating Made Simple podcast. Now here are your hosts with all the answers. Tom Robinson and Bob Walls.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dating Made Simple podcast. I'm your host Tom Robinson, and sitting right across from me, that great luminary of dating thought, Bob Walls. Oh,
2: Tom, Tom, you you flatter me. I'm, it's, I'm embarrassed. That's I'm how I right now. and everyone the that luminary. listens to this podcast oh, feels about you, luminary.
1: Wow. Yeah,
2: I'm honored to be here. There, well, thank, thank you, thank you so much. Good. And
1: sitting right next to you, our oh. other. Co-host, the real deal. She's becoming a the real a regular. deal. She is a regular.
3: Well, Did she... you just call me a co-host? Yes,
1: yes. the co-host.
2: She's the real deal. You might
1: as well refer to
2: her well, that she's she's, she's the co co-host. She is. So you know, she's Macy, not the official co. host I'll, I'll take the co co-host
3: okay. title any day. Well, Coco
2: is something.
1: Thanks, thanks for like. having me, guys. It's yeah. great to have you.
3: I love being here. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else.
1: Oh well, thank you. It makes <laughs> so fun. Well, I'm really excited today, Macy. You want to? You have a special guest today.
3: I do, and I am super excited that she's on. Do
1: you want to tell us about her?
3: Yeah, I would love to. So on the podcast today, we have the one and only Kristen Thielen. And if you didn't know, my last name is Thielen as well. Are you related to her? I am. (laughs) She's actually my aunt. And she is literally the best person ever. I went to lunch with her over winter break, and we had a wonderful conversation. And she's just a great conversationalist. She is a relationship and marriage counselor slash life coach. She can give her full title. She has a, it's a fancy name.
2: So she's on today because of her expertise, not just because she's your aunt. Exactly. Oh, that makes a lot more sense.
1: And I, and looking at her website, she says she's helping women change how they think and feel, especially to love their perfectly imperfect relationships. Yeah, say that again. Helping women change how they think and feel, especially to love their perfectly imperfect relationships. Love their
2: imperfect
1: yeah. relationships. Kristen, welcome. Wow.
4: Hi, guys. I'm happy to be here.
2: Yeah, great to have you. So let's talk about that little statement we just said about loving your imperfect relationship. What do you mean by that?
4: Well, as you guys are in advertising and I'm hearing that more, is that, is that hitting clearly?
3: But <laughs> yeah. I,
4: I like to, um, my area that I love is I help women that let go of what their life is supposed to be and love the life that they actually have.
1: Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, now Go ahead and explain that even deeper. Cause I think we have a lot of young women here at college who think at this point that their white life is supposed to go in a particular way. Especially, I think, within our religion and our culture.
4: Oh, totally. I am one of those women as well. And that's why I ended up getting into this profession. But I think, especially within our culture, we think we do things. We're obedient. We check all the boxes. And our life is supposed to come out a certain way, right? Like how we think that it should go. And most oftentimes, it doesn't go that way. And we think something's gone terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. If it takes you longer to get married or you're not married in the temple or something happens with a child or all the different different things that we experience in this life, you know, sometimes it takes us on a different path. And and we kind of I think, I mean, at least for me, think, oh, my gosh, I did all the right things. How come my life is turning out this way? Right. Right instead realizing, okay, this is my life, and there's so much good happening and so much to learn within the process of
2: Mm -hmm. it. It's funny that we actually think that way because I know that's a prevalent thought that if we keep all the rules and we do everything right, that God will bless us and we'll never have any we'll never have to carry a heavy bag you know right. Uh, right. And our lives will just go and i wonder why we do that to ourselves because in if you look back at history or even biblical religious history nobody ever no, <laughs> no. no there's not one person that never had any including christ that had everything that worked out just perfectly i'm sure it went the way christ wanted it to because he knew the end from the beginning but nobody Mo- has Moses this perfect... had no idea he was going to no. be in the desert for no, four no, years Yeah, or get floated <laughs> down the Nile in a basket and so we all encounter different circumstances that are beyond our control I think the problem comes in is sometimes we blame ourselves so that we think well if I would have done this then this wouldn't have happened and we internalize this to think that we're the problem r- rather than managing the circumstance that we're in
3: yeah and Kristen do you see that like where does that perception come from
4: i actually don't know where but i know we all have it right i think that if we do a b and c if we're obedient like for me example i growing up i was obedient by nature i did not like to push the line i did all the things that in my mind would set me up for success and when i got married and i met my husband and i am married to a wonderful man we came to a place in our relationship that was really hard. And we faced some trials that I was like, like, what the heck? This is not what I signed up for. And to me, it was like, I almost felt jaded. Like I did all the things right. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to have this perfect marriage now thinking like I was entitled to that instead of, I need to work for that, right? It's not something that you just get because you did A, B, and C is that you're choosing to be in this marriage and every day choosing to love and stay committed.
1: So what do you do now when a problem arises or there's a conflict or things aren't going the way they are and you're kind of internalizing all that, what do you recommend to, and particularly women, that how they deal with that?
4: So there's a lot of different ways to look at this. I think probably the most elementary thing to do is realize that we are storytellers. To ourselves and to other people. And we tell things that we are portraying as fact to ourselves and to others. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they are like 90% laced with just our own thoughts that we have interpreted a certain way. And they're either serving us or they're hurting us, right? And so you could say, Oh, so-and-so was so mean and they did this and blah, blah, blah. And really, you just the only fact that you could take out of that is this person said this you know exactly and then it's your thoughts about what they said that is causing your feelings right because another person could have the same situation and totally think and feel a different way Hmm. so I think we're in our head a lot and I think a lot of what I do in coaching is helping people I like to visualize it like you're sometimes you're in the tornado and you can't even realize what's happening and so we take those thoughts and the stories that you're telling, and we separate the facts and the thoughts and the feelings, and we look at it from a outside the tornado perspective and see how, if we can get clearer.
2: How do you get people to do that? Because I know that for sometimes that's hard, difficult. When for my own self, how do you get people to step outside themselves and change their narrative of the story they're telling in their head?
4: If you're telling someone just listening to this podcast, I think the most important thing. Is start to be an observer of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I like to think that we are like a fish in water, and we don't even realize half the time of what we're thinking. We just think it's truth, right? We're like, oh, I'm I'm fat, or oh, no one likes me, or oh, blah blah blah, or she's bratty. You know, you just have these things, and you're saying them to yourself, and you don't even realize that it's almost in your subconscious over and over. And so, what you want to do, and the easiest way to do it. Is when you're feeling an intense emotion. So let's say you're frustrated or you're angry at that time, stop. And like it's almost like you're watching yourself in a film and you wanna say, okay, what are you thinking right now? Because when you're in the thought, you can't really realize it, but you step out and I like you do a thought download. So you're gonna put everything that's bouncing around on paper, okay? And you're gonna just say, and you're not gonna, judge it. You're not going to filter it. You're going to put it all out because it's taking up space in your head. And we want to get it so we can look at it objectively. And sometimes that process alone can be like, well, that's actually not true. Or actually, I don't even think that. But if we don't slow it down and take the time to do that, it just is running on repeat in our head. And then we're reacting to it as we go about our daily life.
1: And then it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Totally. And then I think that's where it becomes really dangerous is that when you begin to believe all of that mm-hmm. and then your self-esteem comes down and then depression sneaks in.
3: Yeah, because so, what we practice thinking become your beliefs, right? Exactly. So an example like for dating, would it be something like, oh, I'm going on a date with this person or they probably don't think that I'm that cool. Like These are like these thoughts you're writing down. Like, or I don't, don't deserve I'm cool, going on this date. Or, yeah, he's not well, going to like me well, for X. Yeah, Go a ahead. perfect example.
4: Mace, let's say you went on a date and the guy didn't call you back right away or whatever you thought he should be doing okay and you would get all like say you're anxious or you start doing whatever you would write it out like he doesn't like me he didn't think i was fun the date went bad whatever it was that you keep playing and then you're gonna put that down and i want you to circle how many of those are facts do you know for a fact that he doesn't like you not saying he does or doesn't but do we know that as a fact do you know that he didn't have fun? So all of these things we are making extra emotion interpretation with not even knowing, right? Mm, yeah. And so we just want to like so and so then it almost gives your brain to be like, hold up, chill out, and then say, what else could be true? What else is true to me? All right. And so the only thing in there that would be a fact is went on a date with, I was gonna say Bob, but since there's a Bob, that's weird. When on a date with Dave and he has not called in two days and Mm -hmm. then my thoughts see see, bob would
2: call dave is a bad guy but bob would have called but i I can see that dave is a good example here's a bad
1: the other i will tell you i'll give you an example that a lot of young women that we talk to or that, that listen to this podcast will be on a dating app for example and then they won't get any matches nobody will match with them and their immediate response to that is that I'm ugly. Nobody wants me. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not Embarrassment
2: matching. is a real emotion. I mean, that's a very hard emotion. So a lot of times they get embarrassed and they say, okay, I'm going to I'm not going to do this anymore. And we see a lot of that. Oh, I didn't get any, so I'm going to quit. And, and, and see, that's what fear, the emotion of fear does to us is it's, many times it causes us just to quit. It paralyzes us. Right.
3: So then if, if this is the case or in this scenario, they don't get any matches on Instagram or Mutual mm. or whatever, any dating app, whatever it may be.
1: On Mutual.
2: On, on Mutual. On is mutual. The, yeah. the preferred yeah, dating, prefer dating app. Dating dating it's up, just dinner yeah.
3: podcast. Go yeah. listen, go swipe on Mutual. Uh, <laughs> if you no. don't know where they sponsor us. Makes um, on there. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and then you like think, these thoughts, oh, no one likes me, da, 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 da. And then you circle only things that you know are facts. And the only things that you know is that I haven't matched with anybody. Then what do you do from there?
4: OK, so this can go all different ways. Like, it's first of all, profile. do you want to be, be on the app or do you feel like you should be? Like, first of all, like, get in tune with what you actually want to do. Right. And mm-hmm. dating is a numbers game. It takes effort. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You have to date lots of people, but going from a place. So when you say all those thoughts that are coming from negativity, it's putting you in a place of scarcity. Right. So then your brain almost is like believes that there's no one for you. I'm not interesting. No one likes me. And then what it does is it goes to work and it's almost like, all right, well, there's no one for you. Right. Right. Mm. And so that's not really going to a place that's going to get you into a productive nature of looking for someone to date. So one way to look at it is like just thinking, okay, what else is true about dating? Because a lot of times I'll hear people say, well there's no the guys are super lame the girls are all pick (laughs) me girls or i don't know all these things you know yeah yeah. just say these things well that doesn't make you like inspired to go date it makes you feel like oh everybody is sucky here in provo okay or whatever (laughs) it is. oh
1: we hear that a lot Mm -hmm.
4: yeah so switching it just to be like i only need one there's just one And if you go like it, all these guys, yeah, sure, they could have, there could be someone in this group or in this city or anywhere. Someone can move here tomorrow. Someone could come on a vacation. Someone can meet at a party that I'm not. There's, I only need one match. And so if you take it from going about what isn't and just realize there's only, you only end up with one person. And yeah, it might take, some effort and some dating and some bad dates and some great dates and some incredible relationships and some not so rec- incredible relationships to find that person. Focusing that it's okay because I only need one rather than there's no one for me feels very different.
3: Oh, that feels very different. And I've seen that even within my own house and my roommates. We, we talk about, I feel like if someone's not been going on a lot of dates, we're like, ah, oh, there's no one around there's no good boys and then all of a sudden they find a good one then all of a sudden everyone in the house is like there's a lot of great boys out there I just got to find the one just got to keep looking it just depends on the day what they we say the energy. yes yeah. it totally changes the energy and so i like that you just switch that mindset from thinking oh there's no but i just actually i just need to find one yeah, there's a lot of people out there but now when we were talking mm-hmm.
1: when we were talking in the green room before the <laughs> show started <laughs> that's cool yeah it? that was
2: fun wasn't it how yeah, we slipped that in because well, <laughs> we're a big time here and yeah. we've got a green room a green and,
1: yeah. so I when we were talking about room. we were mentioning social media and you talked about the comparisons that people make with other people that are on social media and how that can be damaging is that right
4: yeah well i mean as much as we want to say we're trying to manage our social media the truth is we are all on our phones way more than what is healthy, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just the reality, and it should be a constant thing that we're striving to be aware of. I would say before I say the negative parts of social media, Mm -hmm. I want to emphasize that we are the CEOs of our social media. So if we are following Mm -hmm. accounts that do not make us feel uplifted, inspired, in any way, unfollow them. Yeah. Yeah. Just just fire them.
2: You're fired. I'm firing the social media account.
1: I would recommend you follow Kristen on Instagram. And then also the Uh. Dating Made Simple podcast. (laughs) Right. And then (laughs) fire everyone else.
4: (laughs) Those would be two great
0: follows.
4: (laughs) But I would think, you know, what happens as much as we try to be authentic and we try to be real on social media, you're comparing your very unperfect self to a perceived perfection right and it's not healthy right because that's not reality no one lives no one's house looks like it does on instagram no one's marriage looks like it does on instagram no one's traveling constantly and all bronze and a size two like they are on instagram it's just not reality
3: no not at all and it's no it's awful to see what social media has done and I don't think it, it's not going away anytime soon. So it's kind of like, we have no. to just adapt to it. And like oh. you were saying, just unfollow those that are not uplifting to you. I remember I was off social media for a couple months and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna redownload it and just see what's going on. And I did. And literally within the first like minute of being back on it, I was like, oh,
1: I don't feel that <laughs> great again. Like, mm. oh, I
3: was like, wow, mm. this is already affecting me and so when it comes to dating and when it comes to finding those relationships yeah you see people that are dating on there like oh they have such a cute relationship whatever it may be like you can't compare because you don't really know what's going on in their lives right Right. it's the perfection comparison to your imperfect life and Mm -hmm. i think that's we just need to remember that more often
4: take control of it if you are a person that is very affected like when you get off social media let's say you're scrolling on your phone for 20 minutes whatever and you get off and you like watch what you're saying to yourself when you get off, like Hmm. literally step and say, okay, what are the thoughts that I'm having when I get off social media or get off these accounts or whatever it is, even if they're kind of seemingly innocent. Like I followed some accounts that they were not doing anything, but I noticed that I felt like I was comparing and I was jealous and all the things that I didn't want to have to work on those extra emotions. So the easier part is just don't follow them. Right. Right. You, You have more control than
1: you think. I have mm-hmm. a couple of quotes from Kristen okay. that oh. I think go right along with this and oh. then we'll, I'll tell you what she said and then we'll have her comment. All right, that, okay? I like that. So I read these on her Instagram, and then I think this goes exactly with what we're talking about here. She said, your thoughts create your feelings. Your thoughts are optional. Why not think thoughts that help you feel motivated? Huh. That's, pretty,
2: that's pretty That genius. is genius.
3: That is powerful.
1: Yeah, so what do you mean, yeah. Kristen? So, you you said it. So what do you mean? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Let me explain. So I think we have so much agency in our thinking and how we feel and how we act. A lot of times we think our agency just is in our action line, but there's so much agency within our thinking. So our thoughts cause our feelings and our feelings are what motivate our actions, right? Hmm. And I had a coaching session with, I was watching another coach coach a client and I found this super powerful and i hope it helps here too but there was a woman that had lost the use of her legs and she was talking about everything that she couldn't do right and she kept just saying but i can't walk and i can't walk and she kept just going back to like everything about her life but she kept going and it it was not that the, the coach was making light that she couldn't walk but she stopped her and said you know i can't fly but I don't walk around saying I can't fly. And it sounds a little demeaning and that's not where I'm taking this, but what is the upside of telling yourself I can't walk? Is there right. an upside?
2: Self-pity. No, there's no upside in self-pity Is there? No.
4: Well. And th- it is a true thought. Like she couldn't walk, right? But what when she thought that, it made her feel depressed and frustrated on things. But when she thought about what she could do, which mm. is a simple thing, but it was just a shift and she she challenged her, don't say that out loud ever again even if it's Mm -hmm. taking a while but don't manifest that because it takes you in a lane that you're not wanting to show up in the world as yes it's true and it's your circumstance but there's no upside to having it on repeat
1: wow and i think that's so important in dating is that if you're not getting asked out or you're not getting matches online to say that's okay, because I am who I am, and then you develop and work on yourself and be more positive.
2: And I, you know, I have conversations with students, student age, and they say, I'm just not good at relationships. I hear that a lot. I'm just not good at relationships. And so it's unfortunate because it's the same thing. What good does it do you to say I'm not good at, rela-? if saying I'm not good at relationships made you better at relationships, then say it every day. <laughs> but it doesn't any more than saying I can't walk. If You're still not going to be able to walk. And so... I think that's what you're kinda of getting back to from the beginning yeah. is you've gotta change the narrative in your head. You gotta stop saying, I'm not good at relationships. You gotta start saying, yeah. I am good at relationships.
3: I even hear like, oh, I am i can't commit. Like, yeah. I, yeah. that's just, no, I can't commit, that's my problem. And, right. and it's like, okay, well, yeah, okay. Defining yourself by you can't commit isn't gonna help you commit, like mm-hmm. if you're trying to date. Or
2: I hear that articulated another way. They say, I'm not looking for a relationship everyone is looking for a relationship, but just you have certain circumstances in your life, you never know when you're gonna run into somebody that you're gonna have a connection with. It's also a problem when I hear people say, these are usually young men, I'm looking for a relationship, (laughs) because then that's a whole other area of problem.
1: Well, and the one that gets me, Kristen, is the one that says that I'm not good enough. Right, yeah. And I hear that a lot, I'm not good enough, or I must not be good enough.
4: That one plagues us from young to old yeah. that is a narrative that we all constantly have to mm-hmm. continually to battle right because we have high expectations of, of ourselves and what i like to ask myself and those people like what is enough
1: right find that right good point right yeah
4: because yeah. so one thing i want when i was listening to you talk because a lot of times i know people get frustrated well that's just the way i think and i don't believe the other things so i mean I, that's like if you say well For example, I hate my body. And someone says, no, you need to tell yourself you love your body. Well, they're like, well, I don't love my body. So there's some resistance within that, right, for you. Mm -hmm. And so where I like to go with clients, do you want me to give a dating example? Sure. Yes,
1: please. please. So
4: I had a client that she was like, she swore off dating and she was like, there is no one out there for me. And she's like, all the guys want this certain girl that's blah, blah, blah. And she lists all these things. And I was like okay and she was not having it. that is a true factor it was not her thoughts it was fact and I was like okay I'm not even asking you to let go of that yet right but I want you to tell me what else is true or what else is possible and we had to work on making bridge thoughts where she's and she would get to she I said is it possible but that there could be a guy for you and she said yeah, like it's possible that there could be a guy for you. And I said, sit in your body with, there is no one out there. No one would want me to, it's possible there is a guy out there
1: for me. Right, right.
4: And we put it everywhere. We put it on post-its. We put it in our car. We put it, and you have to work it just like changing your thought patterns is not like, oh, let me think a new thought. Oh, that felt so great. I'm happy now. It doesn't work like that. (laughs) Right. It's, it's like learning an instrument. You don't sit down at the piano and learn that these are the keys. And then all of a sudden you're this master pianist. You're like, okay, I know that that's not a thought, but I have to practice over and over and retrain where my brain is going to go and be like, okay, wait a second. And say, it's possible that there is someone out there for me. It's possible. And then she switched. And after so long we went to, she believes that there's someone out there for her. There you go. And when you are out dating in a place that there's no one out there for me, all these guys, all all these girls, whatever narrative, you are not presenting yourself open to meeting anyone. No,
3: yeah. hundred
1: percent. hundred percent.
4: No. Hmm. Even with the tiniest shift of it's possible there's someone for me, Changes how you position yourself in the world. Hmm.
3: Totally, you like oh, it kind of like it opens yourself up and all, your mind. And also, I think people can recognize that in you as well when you totally put it out there. You're like, well, oh, and yeah. you
1: give up, you give people an opportunity, yeah, to break through that shell that you've put up.
4: Right, and you're not like shutting it down before it even has a chance Correct. to begin.
1: Correct. Boy, and I see that a lot. Hmm. Okay, you want to hear another quote?
2: I do oh, again. Along I, the same I really did. I, I liked it the first time. Let's do it again. Her. Okay. Okay.
1: And again, along the same lines here, if you're constantly looking for other people to help make choices for you or validate what you're thinking, you are giving away all your power. Mm.
3: Can you read that again?
1: Okay. If you're constantly looking for other people to help you make choices for you or validate what you're thinking, you are giving away all your power.
3: Mm, yeah that I'm one's like that one makes you think
1: yes yeah let's elaborate on that mm.
3: so
4: that was i think one of the things that i wish i would have known before i got married that i am responsible for my own happiness there you go
1: some,
4: mm. someone else does not make me happy now i know there's some like people are like what no i'm so much happier but i when you come as a person that is loves who they are and knows who she is, and someone that comes to a relationship that loves who he is, and knows who, he, you know, he likes who he is. There is so much more chance for growth rather than looking for the other person to validate you over and over because you don't know who you are and you don't know mm. if you like, him
0: not,
4: right? Yeah. And so there's so much that can happen before even meeting that person of getting to know who you are. And I know we say that, oh, I'm a daughter of God. I all like what are your boundaries? Like what lights you up? What are you not okay with? What inspires you? Like, where do you like to eat? Like some people get so used to just being easygoing or they've lost sight of like, who am I actually? And becoming your own best friend.
3: Like, would you want to date you? What, oh, if you, what if you really wouldn't want to question. date yourself though? Because I was actually I just... talking to my mom about this and, like yesterday and I was like, I would never want to date myself. <laughs> 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 but but I mean, I guess not all personalities can like go all together, which is why I say that because I mm. think I would have a hard time with the exact same personality as me. But I think what you're saying is, are you someone that is confident enough to mm. be in a relationship without being defined by your relationship.
2: Do do I like myself? Yeah.
3: Yeah, because we are, when you try to
4: control another person, which we know we can't control, right? It makes you feel like when you're, when you're saying my relationship is great by what the other person is doing, then you've given away all your control because we can't say if this person is gonna do this or say this or, Act a certain way we have no clue how someone's going to be right but you can say who do i want to be in this relationship how do i want to show up and then when we start honing into that it's kind of amazing because it has a mirroring effect as you're confident in who you are and the things that you want to bring to the table and what the things you're trying to cultivate you don't have to have him be doing that for you he just wants to be that way as well because he sees it in
1: you. Mm. Right. Wow. But I, you know what I, I would say, Macy, and I'm not gonna try to embarrass you by this, but when you look at the landscape, at least of who I know you are, you're a very confident person. You have a great testimony. You are very active in your school and all those kind of things. And you think that is the kind of person that I want to date. And so I think I am doing the right things, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, yeah,
3: I can see what Put you're saying Put being there. so hard
1: on yourself. I, <laughs> But I think what she's saying is that if you have those qualities, then you are the kind of person you want to date. If you don't, then start working on yourself. Is that right, Kristen?
4: Yeah. I, well, and going back to originally when I was saying what I wished before I got married, like I thought my husband is what made me happy. And truthfully, I am what makes me happy. Now, do I love things that he does? And do I think loving thoughts about him? And do I have things? Of course. But because I'm not waiting for him to do that for me, it comes more organically because I'm not needing that to validate who I am. Does that make sense? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So almost like... I guess and when it comes to dating it's like you just need to love yourself and not be like wait for happiness to come to you when you find somebody like yes it's great and you want someone to like be by your side but also you want to define yourself by who you are and not by what they or bring your happiness from what they bring to the relationship
4: right and after okay. you get married and the honeymoon stage is over and all the different things you realize someone else you know There's so many more components that are going into it. So if you have a stable foundation of knowing who you are, you're much more equipped of being able to navigate a marriage in the different aspects. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, one of the things that we've seen, Kristen, uh, at least for online dating, and we've had other guests that have told us this is, and I remember this one, she was using herself as an example, that she would make her dating profile for a particular guy that she likes. So she would match with a guy. She would read his profile and then she'd go and change her so that it wouldn't match <laughs> that guy. Do you I, remember that was Rita Goodrow that did that? I so. like
2: rock climbing and deer hunting. Yeah, I like and, all this stuff because that's playing what you like. Warcraft. So, and there's
1: some real danger in that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Well, cause it's a lie. Yeah, you well, know. and what she
1: said was, is that she finally had to get back and do like Kristen said, a yeah. self-evaluation and said, hey, this is who I am. I'm happy with who I am and I'm gonna put myself out there. Is that right, Kristen?
4: Yeah so i was writing notes before we were coming down and i was thinking on working on liking yourself it's and i was i said it's important i said in my notes it's important <laughs> to all of us but especially important when we're dating because when we're dating it feels like our main job is to get other people to like us especially like certain people to catch our eye how do i get their attention how do i seem interesting to them do i look okay are they going to think i'm hot are they going to ask me back out now it's just important or even practicing liking you. Do you like who you are? Do you find yourself interesting? Would you want to hang out with you? And that takes practice. Like for some of us, we're not very good friends to ourselves. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually so true. Well, I right? think we probably so, beat
1: ourselves up more than anyone else does. Mm-hmm. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
4: And we think that's just how we are, but it's, you can become a better
3: friend to yourself. So how do you recommend practicing self-love and love like loving yourself?
4: Well, I think for me, I for me, I'm such I shouldn't say I'm such, I like I am kind of an easygoing person. So I just let other people make choices all the time. And I realize, I'm like, what do I actually want? So I think self-love is one, well, there's multiple things it's taking time for yourself away from everything and being comfortable just being with you right like not on social media not watching a movie but just going on a walk or going on a hike and just getting like start listening to like your thoughts like we have so much noise around us constantly that we don't often even just get that quiet to be with ourselves we do in prayer and we do, but there's sometimes just being, which is kind of all one, right? Like when I'm with myself and my thoughts, it usually turns into prayer, but just finding that quiet space. Right. I think also learning boundaries from a healthy place. A lot of times boundaries have a negative connotation with them, but just knowing what is okay with you. And I don't even mean boundaries like, oh, and dating, but just. Even in friendships or in any kind of relationship, like what am I comfortable with or what do I like in this? And you don't even have to tell the other person that you have a boundary. A boundary is from you that you set from a healthy place and then honoring that. I actually don't like to go out and do these things. This is what I do. And so I'm going to only do this because it's what I genuinely like to do, right? And say, and like being able to say no. Like a lot of times oh, yeah. we have this that we can never say no. You can say no, right? And not even have to have a reason. Well, you want to have a reason for yourself, but <laughs> not. you have to have this big, long explanation. We don't, we just want to get in tune with what it is that is driving us like our why for doing things and staying true to that. It really comes down to, would you like to be friends with you? Right. And mm. that self-love just really with that person. Let
1: me tell you, we had a young man, very wise young man, Zach, I hope you're listening, (laughs) that came on to our podcast and he gave this parable. And he said that when you're dating, it's like having a garden or going out and looking for butterflies. And he said, you can go out and you can try to catch butterflies all day and just keep trying to catch them, trying to catch them. And it's really hard. It's really hard. But if you go back and if you start building a beautiful garden and you prune your garden, and you weed your garden, and you make everything beautiful, the butterflies will all of a sudden start coming to you. And that idea that Zach told us was you start working on yourself. Make yourself beautiful. Be happy with who you are. And I think he used the idea of sitting back and playing sports for himself or calling his grandmother. Is that a good parable? Is Zach a wise, smart man?
4: Zach, where are you? Great job, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) I love, you know, when you were saying that, so in coaching, coaching is for the individual. So even sometimes people will come to me and want help within their marriage, but I help what I help the woman within their marriage. And sometimes they're like, well, no, because my husband needs to do this and he needs to hear what he needs to be doing. And it's really interesting because when you start to take accountability for what you're doing in your own life whatever that might be in the dating world, in, you know, your marriage, in whatever it is, you know, at school, when you take accountability and not are a victim, but saying, okay, how do I want to move forward? What happens is it starts this switch, right? Like when you work on yourself and do the things rather than saying all the things you want, things start mirroring you, so like what you're putting good out into the world starts coming back to you. And it sounds a little woo woo, right? Bob, Bob's gonna ask me where my incense is, but
1: <laughs>
4: I, I, I think it's like one of the best things about coaching because they start showing up differently in their relationship. And then other people start mirroring that, that same kind of vibration right. because it changes who they are.
1: Yeah, that's the idea of building that garden. Yeah. You build yourself up to be the person that you want to be and then all of a sudden you're right everything starts coming towards you as opposed to going away from you
2: yeah you're
3: attracting mm. it right just such a wonderful analogy and also just so yeah, wonderful yeah here's the advice. thing what's the
2: deal we, we keep crediting Zach with this Why do we get to the point where we just steal this and we, we just make this part, make part make of these around? just Dinner podcasts? podcast what's well, well, Zach to you you us you encouraged not.
1: him to write a book well he, he
2: didn't her, write so. the darn book he didn't do a thing <laughs> I said I thought said. he was
3: gonna write an article on he it you always
2: see oh, Zach 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 <laughs> this. he didn't do one thing I told him to do
1: all right, okay. Kristen, I want you very
0: to. Zach's not here. That's not very
1: fair. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's
2: true. It's not like we're. He might be listening, he If he's be. listening. I
1: hope he is. Yeah. All right, Kristen. So I want you to do some coaching here. All right. And so we have we have some young women who are really struggling, struggling with self worth, struggling, and we're a dating podcast, so struggling with dating or even not dating. They're sitting home alone. All right. Let's coach them. What do you tell them?
4: Okay. They would come to me. It's when you do this is kind of a big blanket coaching session. But okay. <laughs> um, I, I would want to ask them what's the problem because mm. what they think might be happening, I would want to hear what was happening in their head, right? So if someone came to me and I am not dating, no one likes me, I can't meet anyone, blah, blah, blah. I hate my life, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what's oh, happening. Yeah. You would tell me, all right. So give me an example. Like what? Give me a certain situation because you want to start watching like what is happening? Because like I said in the beginning, they have now created a story, almost an identity of who they are. I'm a non-dater, stay at home, Netflix watcher, mm-hmm. not available. Okay. Okay. And so we want to go to, okay, like, when did this last happen? Did you get turned down on a date? Did you put yourself on an app? Like, where did this narrative start that you started forming about yourself? So did you get rejected on an app? Like, let's go to the crux of where you're saying now, nobody likes me or no one is for me, because what happens is we will blanket things just, and then that will become like our identity. And then, like you said, Mm -hmm. Tom, like then we we fulfill it right right and so we want to really get picky to when we'd go down so i would get a situation and they'd say okay i put myself out on an app and no one no one responded so then we'd even want to get it more factual you made yourself go live on an app and you had no responses within six days okay because sometimes <laughs> like it might not even be that no one they might be like you know like okay So no one responded in six days, then I would want to be like, what are you making that mean? Right. Mm. Because we're trying to just strip it down so that you can look at it from a more factual, logical place, because really like, okay, if someone didn't, someone didn't reply to your app for six days, I don't, I wasn't on apps, but in six days and now you're making, no one likes me. I'm never going to find anyone and see how you Mm. go to this instant like place When really, it's like, oh, yeah, I haven't connected with anyone yet in six days. Yeah, that's the key word. Right? Maybe it's like, let's just look at it from a different point. Like, what is happening here? So you really want to, like, kind of strip it apart. So it's hard when it's this blanket thing. But I would say start, like, questioning, like, okay, is this really true? Like, what's happening? When's the last time I felt an intense emotion about this? And go back to what was
3: happening. And what was I thinking then? So it's kind of like pin, pinpointing where your thoughts are wrong. Kind of yeah. like going back to like what's actually fact.
1: Now, do you, yeah. would you recommend that they continue to put themselves out there or do, you, do they make want to make some adjustments or where would they go from there?
3: If,
4: okay, if being on apps is bringing more negativity to them, then I would say get off the apps for right now because if they're in a space that's not making them stay in the lane of excited or you know, interested and it's only bringing like self-criticism and negativity and anxiety, like that's not doing anybody any good, right? Take a break, like go on a hiatus from it and say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause this for a little bit and just focus on a different way. But you do have to put yourself out there in order to, you know, remember it's a numbers game. The more people that you meet, the more likely you are to find that one. So there is gonna be some effort on your part, but do that in a way that feels like good to you. And maybe it's cleaning up some of your thoughts about dating apps and what the expectation are is with them and how you view them and let go of what everybody else is doing and their results and their matches.
2: But let me shift just a minute here to give you a kind of persona of some to what we see here. I see, I talk to some young women, they say, I'm a senior and I'm leaving BYU and I'm not married and I feel like I'm a failure. Or we see young men who are saying, I'm not dating because I'm not ready to get married. And a lot of times we see expectations that come from society and from our church and from our families that we need to get married and marriage is the objective rather than developing relationships. And so I think that's somewhat ingrained in a lot of people in this age group that that they're dating, that the purpose, and we hear people say, look into the eyes of every person you meet and look at them as your eternal companion, which kind of sets you up for failure. What do you do in that situation when you have clients and their objective is not necessarily finding a good match, but it's getting married? Do you have to talk them off the ledge when it comes to that?
4: you you'd probably go back to asking like why is it that they want to get married like if it's feeling like a should or you know you want to get to why is it and what is it about marriage that you're seeking and what is it about because what's happening is they're getting in a in a lane that is coming to scarcity and it's coming to like it's never going to happen and when we get in that lane and we get stuck there it it stifens our actions. You're not going to be putting yourself out there because when you're mm-hmm. coming from a place of like, it's never going to happen of fear or whatever it is, your actions from fear are not, you know, get myself on two more dating apps, ask someone out for a blind date, go to the word social. Those are not your actions from fear mm. and from scarcity. So we're going to want to clean up what we're thinking, what we're thinking and take some of the pressure off Like let go some of these notions and that like i said this isn't something that you hear once and you're like okay oh i don't have any pressure anymore it's just going to happen organically Mm -hmm. like we
1: i've been healed yeah
4: yeah, totally you have to do a little bit of work around it because the truth is you've been telling these things to yourself for a very long time
1: i think one of the quotes we always hear that's really damaging to us and Please Brigham, forgive me for saying this, <laughs> but if you're over if you're over 25, you are a menace to oh society, and you're not married. That is like yeah, the biggest married. joke
3: among like single adults right now. Yeah,
1: but we hear that, and so I think a lot of people think if we if I leave by BYU and I'm not married, I'm a failure. Right. And I have failed, and so I have to get married. I mm. have to go do that. You need and to find somebody. I. Yeah, and I think you're putting yourself in a really bad spot right. then because you're just kind of hurrying into something. Mm-hmm. You're, I yeah,
4: you're... Get, I want to get that person on a call. Uh,
1: what, <laughs> All right, so I'm listen, gonna... if you're out there thinking this, get a call in, touch call with in
2: us. right now. One eight hundred operators yeah. are standing we'll, we'll by. Macy you. is That'd standing awesome.
1: by. <laughs> we'll we'll send you to Kristen's Instagram, and you can get a hold of her right yeah. now.
4: Well, because and the truth is, is okay. They're thi- they're thinking that they're feeling that that's real, right? That's not something that that's where they're at but is it helping them get to where they want to be and i'm not saying we're like well just don't think that but what else is true about going that's going on for your life that creates different emotions because we need to shift things to get you to a place of feeling inspired again and feeling the want to connect like staying in this place of like i failed i must not be meant for anybody like you're probably not going to meet anyone in that frame right no if you're, no. If you're going to that space well you get you're and so, desperate right no one wants to meet someone when they're desperate exactly never well. all
1: right we have a little bit of time left and i have okay. to ask you all this, right because Kristen, you talked about the maybe a lot and this is another quote from her she says do not stay in the miserable maybe
2: wow the it, miserable maybe
1: yeah can you tell us about that yeah you need to
4: just make some action happen. We spend so much time like wondering if things are the right choice or like, should we do this or should we do not? Just do something, right? Staying in the miserable maybe, you either can make the choice and realize, oh, that wasn't actually, if we're in dating, he's actually not who I want to date, it turned out different, I, you know. But at least you learn from it. Staying in like the miserable maybe of indecisiveness just makes you completely miserable. Because mm. you're making no forward progress. Even if you make if make the choice and it doesn't turn out how you want it to, you still have that information and can move forward from that. Yes. Right? Mm, I love wow. that. I love that. I
1: feel like she's, with, a, she's amazing. No, she's mm-hmm. awesome. I love her. She's the
3: best. <laughs> but it's like all these people like just don't go out or date, they're like, I'm too scared to go out there. And it's like, okay, well, what if you go out there and it sucks? Okay. Well, you learned that you didn't like this kind of person or you learned I don't like this kind of food or this right. kind of activity. And you're like, I didn't make any progress. Well, OK, that's like the maybe. You, well, at least you went out, you know, right. and at least you right. took the time to do that. And so now you're not in the maybe. Now you're yeah. moving forward. Yeah. You're, like in the, you're in the you're in the
4: B. Yeah, exactly. and you learn something about yourself or you learn you something go. about someone that you don't care to move forward with. And that's right. all just information bettering your forward progression.
1: Awesome. Hmm. Macy? Thank you. No. Thank you for wow. having such Thank a Kristen. great, great uh, aunt. Man, your relatives are amazing. Yes, they are. <laughs> this is who, who in your family you going to bring on next week. <laughs> yeah,
3: I got to start thinking about. That. There's, <laughs> wow. there's too many. There's too many really great ones. Okay, honestly.
1: well, All I right, can, Kristen, I can how can some of these young women that are out there that maybe have listened to our podcast? How can they get in touch with you?
4: Probably the easiest way is on social media. It's just Kristen Thielen Coaching and. They reach out and even if they're not ready for coaching, I would love to just chat with them, give them a few tips. We can get, I offer a free call for our first time just to give them. And if they're not in a space ready for coaching, I totally get that. Right. But maybe can help give them a few skill set to get them at least in the right trajectory and get some momentum happening to create some change. And there you go. Good.
2: And that's Kristen with a K.
4: Kristen and two eyes. Kristen Thielen, I know it's a name, right? Kristen Thielen, coaching.
2: And how are we spelling Thielen? T H
4: E. Everybody knows
1: Macy, so L I
2: N. Right.
3: It's like Velin, you know?
1: T H E L I N.
2: Could they just look up could they just look up Macy's aunt? Would that (laughs) that, could could you get (laughs) Macy's aunt.com? dot com? Macy's
3: aunt. And I just have to say, seriously, like going to lunch with her was like a therapy session. It's really? just like.
2: Did, she you, just charge her with, Did no, you charge you for it? Did you charge it? No, didn't. she actually paid for the lunch. Oh, so she wow. See, <laughs> she is a good aunt. She's so, a good aunt. I just agreeing. want to say,
1: ladies that are listening, that was the most amazing offer yeah. that I think we've ever had on the podcast. Yeah. I would agree I mean, with that one. Call her up, talk to her, mm-hmm. and maybe you are ready. Work maybe it out. Maybe she can help you in some coaching. and Get out of the she maybe. She gave you a, hey,
4: I want to say, like, Why I got into this, of course, I have a business and I am building something and I love creating something, but I got in this because I was in a hard place and didn't realize that I had choices that I could feel and think and do differently. And I remember being paralyzed, thinking that this is just what my life is going to be. And I don't even know how to get out of this. And I think sometimes in the church, we know what we want, but we get a little hung up on how to get there. And coaching and thought work is just one way that we clear out the clutter. And I just like to be able to put things in a way that can give us better access to the holy ghost and clear out some of that mind drama and help us see what's going on so i would be happy to talk with anyone
1: there you go
3: and everyone who knows her knows that she's the best person to talk to so she's so fun and so nice and so great and then nothing but incredible things to say about her so everybody needs to go talk to her and talk
1: to her Kristen, thank you so much for being here Mm -hmm. it was just wonderful talking to you
3: you guys. And it
1: was my pleasure. Yeah. And we might have to have you back again someday mm-hmm. and provide some other words of advice. So we mm-hmm. really appreciate it. Bob and Macy, thank you for coming.
2: It's been a pleasure. An enjoyable afternoon as always.
1: As always. I've, I I have loved
3: this. Mm. It's super fun. I get to have my aunt and so yes, my, friends me, family family my friends with Family relations.
2: Family, friends surrounding. This is a next year funeral. This is probably the best things that we're going to happen I to will. You. I <laughs> will
1: say, Kristen, that your niece is one of the best people that I know as well. Yeah. So. Well, guys, thank you. Listeners, this was wonderful to be with you. I hope you got a lot out of this. And we want you to go and check out our website. You can go back and see all of our guests that we've had. There's lots of connections there for our podcast. You can hear it on Apple or Google or Spotify. Please go and listen, give us some advice, give us some an evaluation of how we're doing. You can also go to our Instagram page, which is at datingmadesimple. And you can look at some of the really fun stuff up there. You're probably going to see some quotes and maybe even see Kristen a little bit here. And we'll put her up on our social media. And also email us at the It's Just Inner Podcast at gmail.com. Everybody, thank you. I really appreciate it. And listen, all you guys out there, just go have fun out there with you.
0: been listening to the Dating Made Simple podcast, sponsored by the Mutual Dating App, where with the perfect match, you'll find the feelings mutual. Dating Made Simple is edited, mixed, and recorded by TER2 Productions, Tom and Bob's wardrobe provided by Savers and Desera Industries. Special thanks to Sandy Robinson and Michelle Walls for putting up with these two. Be sure to tune in to new episodes every Friday for more dating tips and tricks. Bon appétit! Hey guys, I heard you're looking for somebody to date. Have you tried the Mutual app? It's the most popular app for LDS people. There's tons of girls to meet. And just so you know, Macy's on there too. Download the app today and find lots of girls to go out to dinner with. The Mutual Dating app. With the perfect match, you'll find the Feelings Mutual.